Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Welcome back to the Servants of Grace podcast and to our theology segment. Today, one of our listeners writes in and they have a great question. And the question is, what does it mean that Jesus took our place? What a great question. You see, on the cross, the Lord Jesus took the punishment sinners deserve for their sin. And Jesus did not deserve to die. He willingly took sinners place and died for our sin. You see, the death of Jesus was one of substitution, the righteous for the unrighteous. First Peter 3.18 says, the innocent for the guilty, the perfect for the corrupt. And further explains that his sufferings were expiatory, which means his suffering made amends for sinners. Now, Scripture describes the death of Jesus in various ways, but principal among them is the idea that he took the place of sinners and that he was made sin for them. As Jesus was hanging on the cross, suspended between heaven and earth, the sins of the world were placed on him by God the Father. The death of Jesus was not any death, but the death of a lawbreaker. And now everyone dies, but there's a big difference between natural death and being executed for one's crimes. All sin is a violation of the law of God, and the soul who sins shall die, Ezekiel 18.4 says. And since everyone has sinned, everyone deserves death. By believing in the death of Jesus, sinners are released by Jesus from the penalty of death. And although Jesus committed no crime, he was executed as a criminal. It was because he was sinless that his death avails sinners. And, and although Jesus had no personal sin to pay for, his death as a sinless substitute now pays for all of our sin before God the Father. And now the legal debt has been paid in full by the Lord Jesus. You see, Jesus took our penalty judicially, bearing the penalty of our sin and dying in our place by nailing the accusations against sinners to the cross by his death. And now God the Father never sees Christians in Christ as deserving the death penalty because their crimes have already been punished in the body of Christ. And see, the law of God demands that all sinners are guilty before a holy God, and the justice of God demands your life. Jesus came on to take that death sentence, and in his death, Jesus said to the Father in John fifteen thirteen, Take my life on behalf of this sinner. And the fact that Jesus took our place shows sinners the great love of God. And the penalty for sin, it extends beyond physical death to include spiritual separation from God. Jesus took our place since part of the agony of, the, of the Jesus on the cross was experiencing separation from God the Father. After three hours of supernatural darkness in the land, in Mark fifteen thirty four, Jesus cried out. At the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, Lima, Sabatoni, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because of the sacrifice of Jesus on behalf of sinners, they never need fear, separation, nor abandonment from God. In this life, we can never even fathom the depths of the suffering of the Son, the Lord Jesus, in taking our place for the people of God. And so the suffering of the Lord Jesus was greatly intense. In the days leading up to his crucifixion, he expressed his great distress about what was coming. And some people even tried to dissuade him from going to the cross, but he strongly rebuked them because it was a temptation from Satan himself. 
And now Jesus had not come to take the easy way, but, but to die for sinners. And on the night of his arrest, Matthew twenty six thirty eight tells us, Jesus was overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. And with the angel having been sent to strengthen him, Jesus even sweated blood. Now, Jesus had to take the place of sinners for their sin. He had to lay down his life as a sacrifice because as Hebrews 9.22 says, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. The sacrifice of Jesus was perfect in holiness, worth, and in power to save. After the resurrection, Jesus showed his scars to the apostles. And since our salvation will last forever, the marks of our Savior's suffering will always be visible to the people of God. An eternal reminder that the death of Jesus took our place and for our sin. And so understanding and believing in penal substitutionary atonement is not a secondary matter, according to Paul in 1 Corinthians 15, 1-8, where Paul believes uh, links believing in the death of Jesus as of first importance, meaning that to not believe in the death of Jesus makes it impossible to recognize somebody's profession of faith in Christ. Now, much of what the Bible describes about the death of Jesus in the place of sinners, it goes back to Isaiah 53, which is the fourth and the final servant song. It reveals how the servant Jesus will redeem his people. Now, Isaiah 53 reveals that the suffering of Jesus will be the means by which his people are delivered from their sin and that he will take their sin upon himself. Isaiah 53, 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his stripes we are healed. You see, Jesus was the one whom God revealed to Isaiah eight centuries before his death. On the cross, Jesus took the sins of sinners upon himself and bore God's wrath in their place. The atonement of Jesus made atonement for sinners. And so Christians who have placed their faith in the Lord Jesus have forgiveness of sins and peace with God because of what Jesus accomplished in his death, burial, and resurrection. And now, Jesus died in our place for our sins. That's, that truth is not something that should be treated as merely routine, nor treated as trite by the people of God. You see, Christ suffered and died because of my sin and because of your sin. And since the fall, the defining issue in the world has always been sin. Today we minimize sin and we even neglect it, viewing it as old-fashioned and outdated. And as we've considered the death of Jesus... And now we're about to wrap up this video, this audio as well. We need to understand that to have a biblical understanding of sin is critical because such an understanding will drive us to the cross. Look at the extreme nature of the solution in Jesus to the issue of sin. You see, if sin were no big deal, then we might be right to ask, would God have sent his only begotten son to die a shameful death on the cross to deal with it? And furthermore, we should be asking the following questions. What kind of love is this in Jesus? What kind of love is displayed when God sent his only begotten son to die for the sins we commit against him? You see, such is the love of Jesus of a kind and degree that sinners can hardly fathom, such as the depths of the cross that transformed it from a torture device, a symbol of fear, to a symbol of the faith, which also led Isaac Watts to write that famous hymn, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, in 1707, and that's how we'll wrap up today with me reading this. Isaac says, When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my richest gain I count but loss, and poor contempt on all my pride. Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast, save in the death of Christ my God. All the vain things that charm me most, I sacrifice them to his blood. See, from his 
head, his hands, his feet, sorrow and love flow mingled down. Did e'er such love and sorrow meet, or thrones compose so rich a crown? Were the whole realm of nature mine, that were a present far too small? Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, and my all. Well, I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode of the of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.